You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. Good Nerv Shabbos. I'm Mashi Lipsker. Delighted to be with you on High FM on this Erev Shabbos where the Parsha is Emor, speak. And it's actually a Parsha that begins with the instruction to the Kohanim that the older ones must teach the younger ones. The idea of chinuch, education. It's a very central theme in Yiddishkeit. But it's not education just in the idea of imparting information, teaching, repeating. Of course, that's important. But what's really important here is developing the entire human being, molding the character, affecting tomorrow. It's not just, I must do my duty and give them an education. Not at all. It's so much bigger than that. It's taking the entire person into consideration and everyone is different. From Hashem, each one of us is made in the image of God, but differently. Each one exactly made for the mission that God has destined for it in life. And the word chinuch is a big word. It's not a word of just the classroom it's not a word of just mother telling child, don't do this, do do that. It's meant to take into consideration that every human being is a body and a soul, a mind and a heart with a mission, God's creation. Children, says the Gemara, are a gift and a responsibility. When we are blessed with a physical child, a biological child, an adopted child, that is from Hashem. Sometimes we are blessed and we have the choice to have spiritual children, to have an influence on others. And that is a huge privilege as well. The word chinuch as it applies to little children. When does education begin? It begins from the moment of birth and even before. It begins in the womb. Everything that the mother eats, listens to, the mother's well-being, the mother's state of mind, affects the unborn child. Everything has to be considered. We are dealing with the future. We're dealing with the world. Every human being is oilam koton, a small world, a microcosm. And we who have the privilege to impact on others have to remember that the younger, the more vulnerable. There are things that the child is absorbing all the time. Not just the things we say, 
and not just the things we show them. They absorb through the pores. The neshama hears. Everything about us is teaching. Our example, the atmosphere we create, everything is an example and the child is a sponge. And we need to be responsible. We need to understand that nothing is in a vacuum. Nothing we do or say is ever lost. We must deal responsibly right now because our thoughts, speech, action have an effect forever, not just on ourselves, but on those around us. And the younger the child, the more vulnerable, the more affected. Think of a seed. If you scratch a seed, God forbid, the scar will grow with that seed. If you scratch a sapling, God forbid, the scar will just get bigger as the tree grows. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. Pick and pay. Norwood, Hyper, have these pocket-saving sweet deals just for you. Fries, meat-free, and bry-style sausages at only $25.99 per kilo. What about pick-and-pay kosher chicken flatties? Assorted, a very low $69.99 per kilo. And then there's the pick-and-pay kosher regular classic Coke cola. Kosher. Two liters for just nine ninety nine each. What about pick and pay frozen petite hake fillets? Sixty nine ninety nine per kilo. Catch these and so many more specials in our store. These specials are exclusive to pick and pay hyper Norwood and only while stocks last. Pick and pay hyper Norwood. The best place to shop when you want to buy a lot. I'm Ashi Lipsker. We're lighting candles earlier and earlier these days. 5.11. Please God this afternoon. So Shabbos is coming. Let's prepare. And this is the Shabbos of Emor. This is the Shabbos that begins with the instruction that the elders must teach the youngers. And how does one teach? One has to teach to address the recipient. How do children learn? They learn in so many ways. And it's not to say, do as I say, don't do as I do. Children will do as we do because the neshama is listening. The essence is listening. It's not a matter of discharging our obligation to guide a child with words, we have to guide them with example. We also have to remember that a child is a soul, a soul, God's soul, and we are the guardians. We have to take that responsibility and privilege very, very seriously. And a child is a gift, not only to the world, but to us as well not just a gift to fill us up 
because instinctively that's what we want. It's a gift to make us grow. A child turns you into a parent. And a parent in Hebrew, parents are horim. Horim means those who guide. But it's akin to the word harim, mountains. Someone of stature. Someone who stands higher. Your child needs a parent, not a friend. Your child needs strength, a mountain, someone who can show them the distance, show them what life is about. A child needs to be addressed in every which way, and there's a beautiful story. And that story is about Rabbi Yoshua ben Hanania. Rabbi Yoshua ben Hanania was a great sage. And when his teacher in Pirkei Avot recounted the praise of each one of his students, his teacher said, Ashrei Yolarito. Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai had five Talmidim. We read about it last week in Pirkei Avot in chapter 2. And each one had a strength One had an incredible retentive memory. Each one had something wonderful about him. One was a chosid. One was God-fearing. One was like a wellspring that kept increasing. But when it came to Rabbi Yeshua ben Hananya, Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai said, Ashrei Yolaritoi. His praise was praise to. Happy is the one who gave birth to him. Now, what kind of praise is that? The one is like a cemented cistern who never forgets. The other one is a chosid. And chosid in every sense of the word, kind and devoted and dedicated. One was God-fearing. The other one was like a spring that kept on becoming greater. What kind of praise is Ashrei Yoladitoi? And the story is that when his mother was expecting him, she went from one shul to the other. Early in the morning, she started with the early minion. She would stand outside, and she would ask the sages to bless the child she carried. She went from one shul to the next. When he was born, she took him with. She wrapped him up, she took his cradle, and she would set it up in the house of learning. And all day long, the sound of learning filled his ears. And he always wondered, did it really have an effect on him? Until once, he heard a teaching. And the teaching was about Hakel. When the men, women, and children came to the holy temple... And I say, just say, why did the men come to learn? Why did the women come to hear? Why did the children come? And the answer was to give reward to those who bring them. What a strange answer. If the children cannot hear or understand, if they're sleeping, if they're very, very young, 
What difference does it make if they come and they hear the king teaching in the holy temple, sitting and reenacting Revelation at Sinai by reading portions of the Torah to remind and inspire the people? And the answer is that was exactly the point. They do hear. And not only do they hear, but actually it makes an impression. As Rabbi Yeshua said, it's like when my mother went from one shul to the other and then she would set up my cradle in the back of the house of learning. It all went in as if it was carving out like the pieces of a puzzle, tracing the outline. And then when I grew up, it became much easier for me to study. And that was the greatest reward for my mother to bring reward to those who bring them to hear. What is the wish of a mother? The wish of a mother is that her child should be happy. What is happiness? Happiness, fulfillment, has to address every aspect of the person. We are spiritual, physical, emotional, mental, social, We have so many aspects to ourselves that need fulfillment, nurturance. A body needs vitamins and minerals and sunshine. A body needs exercise and rest, protection from the elements. So does a soul. And that wise mother knew that even the child in the womb is already absorbing. She knows that the soul of every human being is a complete soul. There aren't many souls that later become adults. Each one of us is a complete creation from Hashem. And the privilege of parents is to actually take care of God's child and to remember that the neshoma hears, even the baby in the womb, even the child in our arms, is busy learning How much more so when we see children who have inquiring minds, whose eyes are looking around, for sure they are being exposed to and we can see the result of what we teach, what we do, and the result of society. This isn't the time or place to speak about technology and the detrimental effect that it's having On a generation. We need to understand, however, from the positive, to study about the Parsha and understand the positives with which we must fill our children's days, our children's weeks. And we need to understand that as the guardians, God has given us the wherewithal, physical, emotional, spiritual, to give to each one of these children that will impact on them for the rest of their lives. You might have heard it here on High FM, where Dennis Prager speaks about, I don't know if we heard it on High FM or it was actually a, a YouTube, where he speaks about the fifth commandment. And he says, honor your parents. And the reward that's mentioned is, that you will live long, that your days will be lengthened on the land that God gives you. And he connects 
the way we raise our children to the future of society. That if we want our societies to endure, we must make sure that our children honor their parents. We must understand it's not just if we deserve honor. Of course, we must stretch ourselves to be that mountain, that example. But children must be taught that parents are different to children. They must honor their chil- their parents. You don't call a child a parent by his first name. And there are very specific mitzvahs. Don't sit in your father's seat. Honor your parents. Take care of your parents. And children need to see us taking care of our parents. Children need to see us honoring our parents because the best way to educate is through example. Chinuch. Education is not just imparting information. We have to make sure that the teachers that the children have are God-fearing teachers, people whose example is worthwhile following, not just people who are bright and verbal, people who are organized and have the ability to deliver information. In fact, the word chinuch is the word for launching inaugurating for a future goal. When the temple, when the tabernacle was inaugurated, it's Hanukkah's Habayis. It's the inauguration of, or the launch of, or the beginning of, something that would take place for many, many happy, healthy days, months, years to come. Chanukah's Hamizbeach, the initiation, the first time that the altar was used, the word Chanukah has that word in it. Chanukah is Chanu Chofhei. They rested on the 25th. The concept of rest, not frenzied education, patient education, a kind of calm education. Emor v'omarta. In this week's parsha, at the very beginning, Hashem tells Moshe, say to the Kohanim, sons of Aharon, and you shall say to them, and then the instructions. And our sages tell us, why would it say, say twice? And the answer they give is, to warn the older ones about the younger ones. A word warning. Take responsibility. If we want to have a future world, we must know that what's happening in the home, what's happening between parent and child, is building or, God forbid, destroying tomorrow. If you don't have little goats, you won't have old goats. If we don't have children who understand what life is about and responsibility is about, there won't be a future, God forbid. It's not just that we want to give them. Of course we want to give them. But everything we give has to be for the sake of planting. A child is a seed. That child is a gift, and it's a responsibility. 
amazingly, the child will turn us into parents. You think you're raising your children. Your children are raising you. When God gives us children, he makes us the guardians of his precious neshamas. And we have to teach our children in a balanced way. Of course, there's the harem, there's the strictness. There have to be the rules, but there has to be the softness. The word emor is the word of soft speech. The word dibor is the word of tough, hard speech. We have to have a rhythm in our homes. We have to know when to discipline, but we need to discipline with love and softness, never in anger. What is central in Yiddishkeit, the Shema Yisrael? We say, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And immediately following is about V'yahavta, and you shall love, and V'shinantam, you shall repeat to the children. But repeat with V'yahavta, soft touch. Emor, of course it's the mother who's more endowed with the soft touch and who's there with the details from the time and before the time that the child is conceived. But the fact that the Shema informs us vishinantam, parents need to understand the children are not going to grow up in a minute. We have many chances. We have the chance to repeat, to drive home the message a child doesn't learn it in a minute. I told you so. We have to be patient. It's a process. And let's remember, Hashem is patient with us. He gives us chances. Every single day, thank God, a new day. Many times in the day, more opportunities and chances. In fact, let's remember, the example of parents teaches us about Hashem. One of the big things Hashem is, is our third parent. And if we look closely at what Hashem does, that he gives us the gift of life, nurturance, shelter, parents, spouses, friends, and so on. Even if we don't have as much as we want, let's count the blessings and understand that we need to give our children as much as we can. Learning from what Hashem gives us is incredibly infinite. Let's give whatever we can and not be worried about what we can't give. We have the wherewithal because God has created us with the ability to deal with whatever he puts in our lives. God has given us all the equipment we need to give our children whatever they will need. Let's talk about this for a moment. Let's talk about Chai FM. Chai FM is so many things to so many people. Chai FM, your source of the latest news from the Middle East. Chai FM, your platform for learning.
Chai FM keeps you company. Chai FM connects you to the greater community. For 10 years now, Chai FM has brought you and me an award-winning radio station. And now we at Chai FM are asking you to partner with us. Please God next week on Lagba Omer. This coming Thursday, 23rd of May, we're going to have the Chai FM Feed Our Fire Radiothon, where you can help us to keep bringing you everything that keeps us a great radio station. Call us. Pledge. Challenge others to pledge. The call center number will be 010-140-4090. That's 010-140-4090. Chai FM. Unprescribed, unscripted, uncensored. And that's Chai FM. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Conversations with Mashi only on 101.9 High FM. The previous Rebbe, when he was a little boy, and let's remember he was an only child, fell asleep one night in the sukkah. He was only three or four. And his mother came in to take him to bed. And the father said, leave him here. And the mother said, it's cold. And the father said, in the company of other Jews, in the company of Hasidim, he is warm. He's being warmed. The soul is being warmed. We need each other. It's an amazing, amazing thing. The soul hears. The beautiful story told about the third Rebbe, who was orphaned from his mother, the age of three. His grandfather raised him together with his father, and he was always around his grandfather. It's a beautiful story. When you think about early toys, he had tefillin that he had made out of potatoes and string. Those who know what tefillin phylacteries are, there's a box on the head and a box on the arm, and then there are leather straps. And his were made from potatoes with strings. And apparently his grandfather was delivering a very deep Hasidic discourse, and he was running around. And in a sense, he was annoying the listeners. And his strings were getting wrapped around the chairs, etc. And they wanted to put him outside. And the grandfather said, leave him. You'll see one day, he hears. And sure enough, that very Hasidic discourse that he was listening to, he later, when he became a Rebbe, repeated that discourse. And those Hasidim who were listening to his grandfather, who were young then, were elder Hasidim then, and they remembered what the grandfather had said. Children, and certainly great children, children with big souls, are constantly, constantly in need of tremendous, tremendous input. And all our children are great. These are the royal children, God's children. 
And remember, they are the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, so Rivka, Rachel, and Leah. Royalty. In a few weeks' time, it will be Shavuot. And Hashem gave that awesome, loving statement, promise, and you will be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. You'll be kings, royal. You'll be priests, pure. And the part of this week begins, speak to the Kohanim, the priests. Speak to the children of Aaron and tell them they have a responsibility to explain to the children what they may and may not do. But do it with Amira, Emor via Marta. Do it with gentleness, with soft speech. And when one thinks of education, the positive, positive approach, when you think of anything, positivity is always, always the option to consider first. I remember as a, as a seminary student, I was once asked to take a class for a couple of days during my break. And I wasn't really sure how I was going to do this, but I was taken into the classroom to introduce me to the children. And it was the head teacher who took me in. And my father of blessed memory came in as well. He was the executive director of the school. And this wonderful head teacher, and there were about 30 little boys in the class, and most of them were sitting nicely. One little fellow in the back, probably a restless fellow that today we would understand his condition more, was kind of falling off his chair and fiddling around, couldn't sit still. And the teacher, in that old-school way, turned around and said, you see that boy in the back, he's spoiling my class. When we left, the head teacher explained to me as follows. She said that teacher had 29 opportunities for positivity. She could have pointed out the way that 29 children were trying and sitting up tall and respecting the visitors and wanting to make a good impression. And probably child number 30 at the back would have gotten the message and seen that it's worthwhile to behave or to try and stay on your chair. But she missed the opportunity. And instead of focusing on the positive, she focused on the flaw, the negative. How often do we do that in our lives? Instead of counting our blessings, instead of seeing the 29 blessings, we say, yeah, but, and that's a huge mistake, and it's not something we want to show our children, because that's what they're going to end up doing. What have you done for me lately? We need to have an atmosphere in our home of praising God whose blessings are all around us in a gentle and positive way to portray Hashem as a kind father. The mitzvah of honor your father and your mother. We must honor Hashem first. 
and Hashem has given us this child and wants the best for this child, the child deserves what Hashem thinks is best, and that's mitzvahs. And amazingly, this child, the child of Abraham and Sarah, carries their genes, their kindness. We just have to expose it. They carry, our children carry their love, their concern for others. We need to develop it. This child is a child of Isaac and Rivka, Yitzchok and Rivka, Isaac and Rebecca. He carries their strength, their gvura, their determination, their ability to focus. We need to develop it. These are the children of Yaakov, of Jacob. These are the children of Rachel, of Rachel, of Leah, of Leah. The patriarch of mercy, of compassion, of truth. Our children carry those genes. They have the ability to behave in that sort of manner. We need to nurture it. It's there in potential. And it's amazing that we always read this Parsha, which begins about education in the time of the counting of the Oimer. During this time, what do we do? During this time, week by week, we go through the human attributes that we all possess, the attribute of loving kindness and the attribute of restraint, the attribute of compassion, forgiveness, mercy, Week by week, we try to refine ourselves. Week by week, we are preparing for the giving of the Torah by refining ourselves and making us deserving to be God's partner. Week by week, refining the attribute of fortitude and the attribute of humility and the attribute of bonding, and all of these result in the incredible, incredible attribute of sovereignty, dignity, monarchy, royalty. Let's look at that. When our children see us working on ourselves, they understand that this is what life is about. Life is about challenges, and as we challenge ourselves, Our children learn, I am trying. My child sees me trying. I know how to apologize. I know how to verbalize. I know how to explain. I know how to share. And most of all, I know how to bring God into my home. We are privileged, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. We have a royal child, a pure child within ourselves. We need to be kind and nurturing to our inner children. And we need to remember there's this incredible, incredible privilege and responsibility. So the word emor viomarta, speak, and you shall tell in soft speech. Lahazhir gdolim alaktanim. As our sages say, to warn the older ones for the younger ones. The word to warn 
is also the word for shining up. Lahas here to polish, like the Zohar, luminous. Not only must we polish our children, refine them and raise them, but when we devote ourselves genuinely with truth, with tremendous devotion and respect to raising God's child, it shines us up. It illuminates us. It refines us. The stretch toward another human being who's helpless. The stretch toward another human being who needs us makes us put ourselves aside. And the ultimate, ultimate reward is that we ourselves grow and we have this incredible nachas. The previous Rebbe explains that Jewish wealth is not in houses or gold or silver, but it is in having children who follow the ways of Hashem. This is the true Jewish wealth. Not houses, not wealth, but children who actually shine in the world and are a light in this world. We are so privileged to have the ability to do this and the privilege to do this. Let's remember that although the Torah speaks to the priests, the priests also have an incredible job, and that is to help others grow spiritually and become close to Hashem. We as parents, as teachers, as educators, need to strive to educate our youth, not just to know a lot of Torah and be so careful in keeping the mitzvahs, but to see their study and observance as ways to, to draw close to Hashem, their Creator. We've got to give them enthusiasm. We've got to make them sparkle to keep mitzvahs with shining chayas, enthusiasm. And the way we do that is with patience, with love, and by example. May it be a wonderful Shabbos for us all. Please God, as we move closer to the giving of the Torah, with greater joy and excitement, let's impart that to our children. Good Shabbos.